Welcome to The Unstoppable Singer. I'm your host, Danielle Tucker, a professional vocalist, vocal coach, and a lead singer of the Mighty Untouchables Band. I'm also the producer and host of the Pandemic Proof Singer Summit and The Unstoppable Singer. The Unstoppable Singer follows the lives of real professional singers who've made incredible achievements in their lives and careers. We cover everything from voice work, making money, booking gigs, songwriting, recording, session work, and more. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast. Now on with the show. I am so, so excited. This is a really special edition. It is Wendy Parr. Wendy Parr, the holistic artist, the holistic artist coach is an artist, educator, and networking magician who has spent more than 20 years in the entertainment industry, coaching a wildly diverse array of top music artists plus actors, including Sarah Bareilles, Regina Spector, Lynn Gunn, Mark E. Bassey, Melanie Martinez, and Mandy Gonzalez of Hamilton, plus In the Heights, both on Broadway, and penning Grammy-winning compositions and passionately empowering her clients to build a life and career of success defined by authentic expression. So without further ado, let me bring on Wendy. Hello, hello. Hi, I'm so glad I'm here. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to have you. This is awesome. Yay. I'm yeah. I'm just letting people know right now. I just put in a little thing. Hey, I'm live right now. Come join us. And if they join the Facebook group, will they be added in so they can join this stream? Yes, absolutely. Let me yep. go. Let them know. Let's go. Hell as people. you as you saw, I was just running a little commercial for the yes. Unstoppable Singer Summit, which is just five days away. I just posted a link to the free registration in the comments. You are one of our 40 incredible speakers, and I am so grateful to have you on board. Everyone is so pumped that you're going to be there. So thank you so much for being on board with that. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I'm I'm excited to be a part of it, to share. And I literally just love empowering artists. And if I can help somebody navigate their career smoother, easier, happier, I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, you are perfectly in alignment with everything uh, we love and stand for at the Unstoppable Singer. Thank so you. we're really super honored to have you. And I will talk more about um, your presentation in a little bit and also get into, um, you know, your coaching practice and everything. You, the title of your presentation this year is the Artist Branding Toolkit. So stick around so you can hear about that. But I just want to uh, step into just kind of where you're at uh, today in 2023, what you have going on in your business right now in your life. And and uh, how's Wendy Parr today? Oh my gosh, I'm good. Uh, there's so much going on. It's I'm juggling. It's amazing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm my friend and actually someone who started as my student when they were a USC student, right? I guess I've known them since they're like 17, 18 years old. And then she became a voice teacher, a songwriter. This is someone who's amazing pianist, musician. I was like, you can write lyrics. And like, no, I don't think so. And now They've been writing lyrics for years, also with another vocal coach that um, I helped train to be a vocal coach. They're partners. They have a publishing thing. Like mm -hmm. we've known each other a long time and I, I've known her since she was a kid. Right. Yeah. And I was just a few years older. Um, uh, she just texted me, you know, out of the blue today saying, I love your post and you look so happy. I'm so happy to see that. And that's that's really where I'm at. That's what's really cool. I have 
a family and 19 month old twins. And <sighs> I'm like, like life and motivation has shifted a lot. And as hard as things can be, because let me tell you, twins are hard and life, you know, and there's just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's been so enriching and so much growth from it. And like I said, so motivational, like mm -hmm. there's stuff I watch them do and I'm like, oh my gosh, look how we human. And I watch them move through their emotions like this. And I'm like, that's what we do as artists. Like just let the emotions pour out and flow. When do we stop doing that? Like what shut us down? And so I'm, I'm learning a lot from them that's just really fun to bring into my work. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time as like babies were born, I have been working on my startup, which is a new um, aspect to the way, to what I'm doing in my business, right? I've been a one-on-one -on -one coach for many years. I've gone on tour with artists. I write for artists. Um, and I've taken things that I've done with Sarah Bareilles and things I've done with Mark Basie, and I've really turned it into an artist development pathway mm -hmm. of online courses and live courses with me. And so I'm really excited. I just looked at what are all the things I do with artists and how can I make this more accessible, reach more people with it, um, you know, I, there's only so many hours in a day. Um, so I, like I said, I've, I've got, I've got three online pre-recorded classes and then the live, the artist branding, the compass mm -hmm. course, which is really about branding. Um, and what is branding for me? It's I've helped artists open their voice, expand their voice, express themselves truthfully starting here, right? Yeah. How do I express my voice? And what is expected of an artist now is to do that themselves everywhere. Like you're right. expected to be the marketing person. You're expected to develop yourself for a very long time on your own, use social media. Good luck. Yeah. But what does that mean? Right? Like there's a difference between marketing and branding. And in order to market something, you have to have the something like, what are you marketing? What are you putting out there? What's your message? Mm -hmm. Right? So over the years, I've gone from just helping an artist to like vocal vocally express themselves to well, how does this manifest everywhere? How is this in your graphic and in your visual and in your live performance? Is this all matching? Mm -hmm. And now just social media. Like, is my message clear everywhere? Yeah. And is who I am showing up everywhere? Right, right. And therefore, I like it. It's really me. Like, yes, I'm so, like, yes, I can repeat, do that. Repeat and rinse that. I can do that for the next, you know, whatever, 2,000 times because I like doing that. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, I've, gosh, I've created a monster because... I did something someone told me to do and it hit and now I have to keep doing it. And actually I don't like doing that thing at all, mm -hmm. which right. is way too common. Right. Well, the, the content that you put out and the programs that you pull together are so important because just like you said, uh, artists, singers, musicians, you have to wear so many hats. You've got to be the, uh, your, your own CPA. You've got to be your own marketing professional, but First and foremost, you have to be the artist yeah. and that it's so difficult to achieve that balance for some people stepping into this world because I see a lot of um, artists that are just so committed to their craft that they absolutely will not accept that they have to uh, put on a business hat and, you know, play all of these different roles. Then you see the polar opposite of that where you have artists who just, who get so deep into the marketing, the platforms, the just like trying to copycat everything that everybody's doing, keeping up with all that stuff that they neglect the art form itself, the craft itself. Right. And so you really 
ground all of that for your artists with the programs that you um, put together. So I yeah, just thank you. you know, absolutely love. The yeah, it's you know, it really stems from my journey as an artist. I started working when I was eight years old mm -hmm. as a performer, voiceover artist, actress. You know, um, I missed the first day of eighth grade because I was working. You know, <laughs> yeah. the principal was like, where were you? And I was like, I was working. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, what else would I be doing? Like, what, you know, what, what school? You know, I'm, I have a job. <laughs> um, but what happened to me, you know, hasn't, this hasn't stopped happening that, you know, I was misdirected. I was told, don't be you, be more like this, quiet that down. Uh, that won't sell. I had different labels tell me to be more like that artist, more like, you know, so there's a, there's a certain amount of, the average is seven to 10 years for the artist to find their voice. That's mm -hmm. an, that's about an average, right? I think it's a little longer now because yeah. of social media, because of all the demands, um, because there isn't anyone really, there isn't a lot of people helping you cultivate that development, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, how do I sell myself? Okay, but what, who's myself? Right. I'm going to go back to that. Um, so what happened to me is still happening to people, right? So, I got in a position where my voice was out here, people applauded me, loved my singing. And I'm like, I feel like my personality is way back here. My voice is out here. They are not connected. I'm not having fun anymore. And I don't even like the sound of my voice. What happened? How'd I get here? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the unraveling of that became the cornerstone of my philosophy and my coaching, which is helping the artist be true to yourself, find your voice, so that when you show up as a as the most basic human need we have is to be seen and heard, loved for who we are, mm -hmm. I want to help you show up being who you are. Yeah. And not who everyone told you to be, should be, would be, could be, this will sell. Show up doing you. And mm -hmm. you evolve. You know, I've been working with Regina Spector since just after her first record. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to her recordings and if you listen to her singing her earliest songs today, She's yeah. the same person, but matured. Right. Right. Vocally matured, heart matured, spirit matured. You know, she's a mom with kids. She's toured many times. Like, it's not a different artist. It's just expanded and evolved. Yeah. And so that evolution should always happen. But how do I still stay true to myself as I evolve is, is really what I help artists do. Asking the questions that help you stay in line with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I let's just jump into that. So in your practice, um, how do you help artists begin to like look inward to figure out who they are? Yeah. So the first session I have with every artist, it's called blueprint. And before we're going to do a little singing in our first session, like I'm going to hear you sing, and then I'm going to give you some instructions so that you can feel and hear where we're going to go vocally. So in that first session, someone's going to be like, Oh, I see what we can do vocally. Like, oh, I like this, right? I like where we're going vocally. Of course, I'm, a, I'm your vocal coach. So we got to show you that, right? We're going right. to take you there. <laughs> but before we start training, before we start the athleticism of vocal training, mm -hmm. we're going to have a conversation about what matters to you, why you do what you do. Why do you sing? Like, mm -hmm. answer this question, like right now in the chat, why do you sing, mm -hmm. right? So that we're going to look at, going back to your why, the meaning of, of art and music to you. And then we're going to look at, well, what's getting in the way of that? What are the, what are the lists of things that you worry about? 
Mm-hmm. What are, what's the voice in your head telling you that all the things you have to get right? Mm-hmm. And at the top of that list is, you know, hitting notes, sounding good, looking weird. Yeah. These are the, everyone's got a list and the list is the same. Here's my list of worries and concerns. Here's my list of why I do what I do. Why do we sing? I mean, you tell me, why do you sing? I sing because um, I like the feeling of bringing out emotion in people. I like the feeling it gives me. It's gratifying. Um, I like the alter ego that it brings out in me. Now, that's interesting. Tell me about alter ego because you know it's you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's me. So what, what part of you is coming out? It's this, it's the suppressed part of me that Mm -hmm. is not very present in my day-to-day life. You know, I think when I'm just, uh, me every day, I'm very covered up by just responsibility and just playing a role as a mom and, you know, as a business person. And I think when I step on stage, something clicks for me that just shifts into this m- way more expressive, way more uh, emotionally available and vulnerable mm. person. Yeah. Well, first of all, I applaud that completely and I support that. I would so encourage you to bring that expressive, vulnerable person into your daily. Like how, where can I show up with this? You know, especially for your kids, how can I play vulnerably with my kids and mm-hmm. sing with them? That'll help it come through. Right. Yeah. But what you just said is everything. Like I am vulnerable in this space. I express parts of myself that are really best expressed through music. Mm-hmm. Like I get to express myself in ways I can't in my daily, right? Mm-hmm. This is true for all singers. And what shuts that down? All the things you've been told to be, don't be, should be, you know, all this stuff that, stuff that suppresses you in the daily. So in that first session, we're really going to go through those steps so that we can burn up the things that are stopping you on stage mm-hmm. in the recording studio so that you can fully be yourself. You, the, the list of what's stopping you and the list of the why aren't the same at all. There is no correspondence. Mm-hmm. So why are we in this list at all? Why are we doing anything that's stopping us from that joy of expression, of connection to the audience? Mm. So that first session is, is the first most important thing to relieve ourselves of things that are stopping us, free the path to like really trust yourself and be vulnerable in the, in the space of making music, and then we can start training because if we start training, bring, bringing on the stuff that's not serving you and stopping you, that's not going to work. Right, right. So for me, singing and training is all about getting back in your body. This is where your spirit is. This is the you. This is the, the where you trust yourself is that whole body. Yes, I trust that. Oh, this doesn't feel right. I trust that. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to we get to make choices based on how it's feeling internally and that those choices start in the vocals and then they start going to everything else of What's feeling aligned with me? What resonates with me? Mm-hmm. And then, as I said, as we start moving into other parts of branding, I've got so many questions to ask you that take us into the visual world and the graphic design and the persona. Mm-hmm. And as I said, your message in social media, your message in your lyric. You know, one, one artist from China took Compass and she said, you know, I have a whole record that's ready to go mm-hmm. and I just don't want to release it. And by through, through taking Compass, she said, I realized I love the music, but the message is wrong. My, my lyrical content is very much in alignment with all the other female artists of China, like kind of being cute and whatever, you know, this is, this is 
just like everybody else. Yeah. She said, and actually, I want to empower people to like not be that. Like, don't conform. Be yourself. You know, you know, whatever that is. Be more. Take more risks. She's like, I love the songs. I need to rewrite lyrics because the message isn't what I want to say. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a tough spot to find yourself in. <laughs> yes yeah. and no, I guess. <laughs> well, well, yes, because you've invested time, right? Right. However, worse would be if she put the record out mm -hmm. and had to keep saying the message that's the antithesis of what she wants to say. Mm -hmm. Cheryl Crow shelved a whole album uh, and then came out with her big, you know, Grammy winning album after that because she's like, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. started fresh and look, look where it took her, right? Like, oh, this is my truth. Oh, this is what speaks to me. So I, I wholeheartedly believe and you know, you can see from historical data and current artists, like your truth and authenticity is gonna, is what resonates. You know, right. the, the labels, as I talk to record labels and share them, you know, talk about Compass and they're like, yeah, we, we don't want to tell the artist what to do. Like, we're just trying to move things sometimes. Like, hey, there's a music video to be made. Let's help you come up with a concept because you don't have a concept. Yeah. They want to, they need to help the artist move their career forward. But they're like, it's always better when it comes from the artist. It's going to speak the truth and resonate with their fans. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, not to uh, deviate too far from that point, though, I, I wonder how often do you see artists who come to this? place of awareness or understanding of themselves. And it's quite a, a distance from where they have already established themselves as an artist. So let's say, you know, let's say you've got a, a singer who's been in the, um, I don't, well, I'll use myself uh, as a little bit of an example. Let's say I've been singing country for mm -hmm. years and years, and maybe lyrically things have been maybe just kind of like, cheeky and fun and party vibe and everything. Um, and for quite a long time, it's just, it's felt cool, but not quite right. Not quite right. And then years later, after, you know, many, many albums, you, you have that, that, you know, realization that, you know what, I'm a, I'm an R&B artist and I am all about singing about, you know, love or, you know, inspiration or something like that. You know, do you, do you see fear in artists coming to a, an honest place about that because sure. they're afraid like, oh, they're going to lose their audience because they're. I, I have yet to see what your example, like I have yet to see something be so dramatically different. Right. Right. Like one of the things I talked about, talk about is flavor. Like we're going to discover your flavor. Right. Mm -hmm. And like for me, I'm like curry, coconut, milk, curry, mm -hmm. coconut, milk, you know, spice um, uh, with a hint of lavender and honey. Like that's very me. Like in my cooking, I'm going to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's unlikely that I'm like cooking chocolate, 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 chocolate and suddenly go, oh, I'm Indian curry. Like it, it might be like that some of it's there, but I've been afraid of little parts of it. So we're going to help find your flavor. And then what happens? Like, if you're chocolate, it's going to be like milk chocolate this time, chocolate with Oreo this time, chocolate with raspberry. So the mm -hmm. core of you is really solid, but right. those those are variations, right? Like someone whose flavor is chocolate isn't suddenly going to be like, actually, I'm vanilla. Um, but we still have that fear of risk taking, you know, um, which you have anyway, right? If you're mm -hmm. making a record, whatever fears you have are going to be there. But how much more confidence do you have when what 
what you're putting out there, you believe in so much more and you feel so behind and so generated with it. Like the, the confidence is so much greater and the, word is certainty, but like the alignment is so strong, that's going to be much bigger than the fears that are always there anyway. Will people like it? How, how, you know, and this is where, this is where marketing happens. If for example, you're doing all that country music and you go, I really love R&B, which is a kissing cousin to country music, right? Mm -hmm. With the riffs and the runs, there's, you know, throw some seventh and 11th chord in there. There's some differences, but there, there's a lot of closeness too. Um, part of the, part of the way of helping it land with your audience is the story that around it, right? So that mm -hmm. becomes the marketing. Like, how do we share the story of this evolution of you? Yeah. You know, or if suddenly you were to write a song that was like, or an album that was all like um, cherished lullaby, da, da, da. And it's like, I'm a new mom. And I've like mm -hmm. I inspired, like I'm so inspired being a mom that I've made this whole record around it. Of course, your audience is going to be like, I'll, I, I'll go on that journey with you. I see mm -hmm. how motherhood changed you. We're going to, I love that you went here. And then what's the next one? Mm -hmm. So part of it is the, is the honesty and the storytelling around the, of the growth or the evolution. Mm -hmm. you know? And we've seen artists, I'll say two examples. We've seen artists who really changed like Miley Cyrus, mm -hmm. right? She from to break from Disney, she went way over here and then she kind of went here and then kind of here. And then now you see where she is. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's part of her just growth as a human and from being youth to adult, you know, and and the when it is honest, we go on the journey with you. Yeah. We can also call call out artists or recognize when an artist kind of makes a hard left and it's like they're just trying to follow a marketing trend to be cool. I, I, how are they over there? I don't even get that from them. Mm -hmm. Like they've never done anything that that makes sense. And those are trend followers instead of the evolution of the artist. Right. Yeah. Big difference there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the, oops, the spectrum of like people who don't even know you exist, really don't like you, don't like you, eh, indifferent, like you, love you, whole oh, love you, super fans. That spectrum always exists. Mm-hmm. But what do you think is going to happen with the percentages of your fans? Where's that spectrum going to get heavier based on if you love what you're doing? Mm, yeah. Right. It's going to more and more people are going to love what you're doing when you love what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to shine through no matter what. But the spectrum's there. You mm -hmm. know, Justin Bieber, worldwide superstar. There's mm -hmm. people who don't like him. Who cares? Does he yeah. care? Right. But if you love what you're doing, you're you you're the person who's making that music every day, performing it every night. You've got to say that message. You, you're going to hear that band on stage with you. You've got to love it. Yeah. Yeah. There there is so much work to be done just to discover that, you know, identity in yourself as an artist. Um, do you think it's important that an artist go through this work? before writing songs, before or before putting an album out? Or is it just okay just to live the journey? Just let oh, things progress over definitely time. Definitely live it. Like you yeah. can't discover yourself without doing the writing. Like do the, if you're a songwriter, like do the writing because that's how you discover what you want to say and how you want to say it. And, and it will change over time. But I, I do think there's a little bit, it's very interesting because because of social media, a lot of people really enjoy finding that artist in early days and they go on the long journey with them. Right. 
Um, I do think there is a push to put everything out. Like everything you do has to go online and everything you do is, but everything you do is not for consumption. Mm -hmm. You know, the artist needs to like do 10 drafts of something before you find the song that's the strongest of that story. And, oh, I wrote five songs, but this is actually the best version of it. That's the song. Yeah. You know, and you need time to like hibernate. You need time to try things. And yes, you can definitely share some of that. Like share your process if you want. Share, hey, this is a version I was putting together. This is this is why it's not the one, but like, let me show you a clip of it and where I went after. Like people love that. They love mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. But some stuff's not for sharing. Some stuff is a song and you go, oh yeah, that was just my diary. Like I just needed yeah. to get that out, but it's not a song. Yeah. Right? So absolutely like it like for some people i'm going to say share because you're waiting too long for it to be perfect mm-hmm. you're the one that needs to start like getting put your ep out someone else who's like i wrote my first five songs i'm ready to do an ep but really doesn't know their sound i'm like slow down yeah then more time within the studio with the producer find your sound before you go forward so because there's no one right answer it, it also depends on your character right if you're if you finish songs fast i'm going to tell you take do more drafts. If you never finish a song, I'm going to tell you, give yourself a two week deadline and that's it. Song's done. Move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's a great, great point. So, um, staying on the topic of sound, uh, what can, how do you help an artist gain that clarity around their sound specifically so that it's not so, um, they're not developing something that's so broad or a mix of too many things or Mm. uh, how do you how do they get clarification on who they what their sound is okay cool so well first of all all these questions we're talking about i am going to suggest come to the unstoppable singer summit because i'm going to go deeper into all of these questions and give you really specific like here's a i'm not going to share i don't want to share it now because it's like it's there it comes you know but I'm going to give really specific questions to help you dive further into yourself in that, in our summit. Um, That's the toolkit. Um, But let's start with the sound. So the first is I start with the voice of the artist, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of artists will come to me and say, I don't want to change my style. Like I have an artist I'm working with right now who is very iconic in their genre. They've been doing this for decades. Like they're, they're really they're renowned in their genre, right? Mm-hmm. And so first session was like, I'm really reluctant about this because I don't want to change my style. Yeah. And my response is, we are not going to change it. You won't lose the ability to do everything you already can. I'm here to help you expand it. Mm-hmm. So imagine that we take the style you have and suddenly you can do more things, easier, stronger, Um, One artist, I love what he said. He said, I feel like I'm like the movie version of myself. It's kind of the younger, more handsome version. Like my voice is becoming this, this thing that's like better than it was. Right. Like, um, so in helping someone really open up the voice when, when muscularly we get aligned vocally, Mm -hmm. your true voice comes out because the freedom is there. The emotions get to come pouring out more easily. You know, if, if you're singing certain notes and this happens a lot, uh, it's really hard to express my anger. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm so furious. You know, don't <laughs> yeah. you believe me? <laughs> right. No, because anger needs my guts, my chest voice, right? Uh-huh. So 
vocal connection helps make emotional expression. And, mm -hmm. and you know, again, if, if I start talking to you in another uh, accent, it's like kind of interesting, but then you're like, wait a minute, who's that? Because that's not the person I know, mm -hmm. right? So if you start singing and you start sounding unlike your personality, oh, wait a minute, who, who's that, right? So when your voice gets opened up, oh my gosh, your personality gets to show up a thousandfold, millionfold, like crackles and interesting moments happen in the voice. And, and so helping someone change vocal habits really helps open things up. If, if someone, for example, this is a common one. Called, uh, my artist calls this peak management. I just love it. So let, let me think of a song. That, uh, okay, I'm going to exaggerate. But let's say if it's like, I came in like a wrecking ball. I never meant to break your world. I'm not going to remember these lyrics. But basically, every time there's an interval, it's kind of you get louder, you punch it. And the, this is really common for singers to do is your style is being dictated by melody instead of storytelling, instead of emotional expression, mm. right? So there's these, the peaks are getting hit and actually the other words get forgotten. Yes. Right? Yeah. I never meant to, I, I came in like a wrecking ball and then balls like swallowed. I never meant to wreck your walls. All I wanted was to wreck. Like, so this becomes a surging thing, right? Yes. When we start taking that away, I never meant to, let me get the lyrics so I'm not, like just making this up here, do it. Uh -huh. And this isn't even like your best interval, like something that's more like something that has a lot more quick interval, which I should now that I've thought of this in this moment, I should have a song uh, ready for this idea because it's a mm -hmm. good idea, right? Yeah, yeah. So someone in the, in the uh, chat right now is going to throw me a song that's like, I can't see the chat. That's uh, like, this one, this one has that. Um, well, this one, the verse does like mm -hmm. we clawed, we chained, we, where's that? Oh, we jumped, never asking why we kissed, I fell, right? That has that peak. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, if I'm overemphasizing that my vocals become monotonous and monotone, mm -hmm. I, I don't say some words cause I'm focused on those. And this is really unconscious. This is just the habit of playing the melody yeah. instead of trust the melody to do its job. And let's get your vocals to feel balanced. Like the piano doesn't do that. The piano, when you play the piano, you don't just automatically, mm -hmm. you don't automatically make that dynamic because the note is there. You just do, you know, I do. And then I would do the dynamics as I choose, as opposed to, right? Oh, I'm pounding that just because it's higher, mm -hmm. right? We wouldn't do that on a guitar or a piano. So if instead I said, you know, we clawed, we chained, we only, nah, nah. we jumped, never asking why. Oh, I can do whatever I want dynamically. And, mm -hmm. and words start to get interesting things going on. So it's not yes. we clawed, right? Which becomes fast, slow, loud, quiet. But we, my we can have moments. We mm -hmm. clawed, we chained. Instead yeah. of, oh, that just gets loud. Yeah. So all of a sudden, oh my gosh, my ability to tell a story changes so much when I'm not singing melody mm -hmm. or I'm not focused on notes. I'm now telling a story. I'm telling an emotional story. Mm -hmm. And then and then what happens when I encourage you to, as we'll say, go Coachella on it? Let's assume any song you're singing, it's your song. You've played it 20 times. You know, that's who's heard it, whatever. 
but you're going to go out and sing it like it's already a hit. We already know the song. So feel free to make subtle changes. Don't teach us the song you're singing. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. That's another mm. common thing where people are like, I need you to know my song. Or I have to teach you my song as I'm singing it. Mm-hmm. No, make it different on Tuesday and Thursday. You don't have to fully improvise, but what can you do? Change a syllable per line. Yeah. Right. And if I said, if I said, oh, there we go. That it was blocked. I knew there was a line missing. If I said, we clawed, we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never asking why. Mm-hmm. What I do? Change the melody. I put a comma. So I pa- I came in late. Mm-hmm. And I, you only have to change one syllable per line. It, it will domino some stuff. But this is a really fun game. Mm-hmm. Get out of the habit of how do I always sing this song? I feel stuck there. Or how do I change a cover? Or how do I change my own song that I've kind of sung so many times? It's hard to try new things. Mm-hmm. Change a melody somewhere. Change. And what am I? Do- I'm literally just looking at the lyric and I'm like, I'm going to point to something. I'm going to, a word is going to make me feel like I want to change it, right? We, we, what if I emphasize the we? We, Claude, we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never asking why. Mm -hmm. Never feels important to me. We never asked why. But if what if I just changed it? We, Claude, we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never, never asking why. Nah, that didn't sit right to me, but mm-hmm. it's a rehearsal. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I like when I emphasize never, that feels more important to me. So how do we discover our style? Playing games, changing it up, getting mm-hmm. out of our comfort zone. Like, and so that's, I call that game one syllable per line. Just change one syllable. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, I could point to it. I could point to Claude. I can point to we, I can point to change and just change one of them until you go, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Now, what's that do for the rest of the verse? What's that? Is that a new pocket for me? Which then might get you to change the groove and or the key and the minor. And you okay, my love? Sorry, my dog's having a little something, something. Oh, okay, love. You okay? Little nose thing. So, yeah. So these are these are some of the things like vocal technique mm-hmm. really opens things up. I I know that you've heard in the last few years how so many singers do this. Um, I feel like I want to do down. Like this little, everyone's basically saying their vowels all the same way. Right. That's a sure way not to sound like yourself. Right. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a hard trend. That's a yeah, hard trend. I know. It started with Lord and Adele. And uh-huh. Lord has an accent compared to an American accent, right? She, she has an accent when she speaks English because she's from another country and everyone mm-hmm. starts copying that. And then Adele has her ooze and people start doing that. That's going to get you to sound not like yourself. So say words the way you say them. Yes. Say them in, in fun ways the way you say them. And again, the same voice I recognize if you're talking in the other room, I recognize that you're singing. That's your personality coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, I if you don't mind me adding just... Oh. Uh, a night or two ago, I happened to watch a Netflix special of um, Barbara Streisand in concert. And it was, Ooh. I believe, probably her most recent, at least special. And that was, it was all the way in 2017. But um, she's, uh, obviously, her voice is phenomenal. One of my, even, even as, you know, 
influences. <laughs> she was my hero as a, like oh, a five-year-old. Like same, same, yeah. same. But the only thing person I ever froze. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but no, that's I was, okay. I was ten or twelve when I met her, and absolutely like froze. Like, like I'm, you know, I. Yeah, <laughs> Barbara, this is Wendy. Wendy. I was like, hi. No, I also I was 10 years old, but like, hero. Like, what a vocalist, what a storyteller, what an actress. Mm -hmm. Okay, please That's, continue. And I, yeah, I, I would do, I'd freeze now at my age if I were to meet her. But <laughs> that the storytelling, that's, yeah. her vocal is just, it is pure emotion. The way she delivers a word, a phrase, just in, in you, you know, you're so you're nailing it with how you're talking about, like letting, not letting the, just the melody lead the emotion, but rather putting the storytelling and using the right emphasis on the right words and ideas. But, but, what's, but what's right for you will be different for someone else, which yeah. will make the performance unique. Yes. Yes. But she is just a master at what she does. And you can tell there's no, there's no jaded delivery in what she does. It is genuine and heartfelt and just absolutely captivates her audience. And she's yeah. just got everyone in the palm of her hand, you know, during the yeah. whole concert. And I just was, I was so blown away by that. And that just really jumped into my head when you were talking yeah. about, you know, really honing and, in on and that practice. People, like if you listen to Whitney Houston, li listen to a Whitney Houston song, listen to, I want to dance with somebody. Mm -hmm. she's laid back vocally through the whole song. She's mm -hmm. like laying back the whole time. Mm -hmm. The chorus gets bigger, but she doesn't get louder and bigger. She's right. having that same laid back groove. She's smooth. Now listen to Mary J and she attacks every word. She's on top. She's like on top of, if not pushing the beat because yeah. those are different personalities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where are you? And the other, the other thing you asked about in terms of musical sound, and this is really important, and we will go into this more with the presentation as well, but like getting clear about, well, so I have a, I have a program called Sound Chart. It is a three-step process to help you distill your sound into a recipe on paper. Mm -hmm. So from the message to instrumentation to vibe to like everything on paper. So when you then go into the studio, you can say, ooh, okay, these are my ingredients. How are we bringing them to life? Mm. I'm dark and edgy. Is that the vocal in this song or is that the synth? Is that the background vocals or is it the lead? Like which ingredient here is the olive oil going in all the recipes and all the dishes and what's the cinnamon that's just in a couple, right? Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this really helps you distill that. And um, in the course I took Selena Moreno, who was making her fifth record through this process and it really shifted her fifth album. Like you'll hear her have discoveries in the class that you're like, she's like, oh, I can't even believe this. I've, I've never done that musically. Right. Wow. So, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So looking at one of the things here, we talked about Streisand, right? Uh, I for sure learned so much from her as a vocalist that is still implemented in what I'm doing today. But mm -hmm. let's just look at your first five influences. Just right now, as you're listening right now, like who, are, who comes off the top of your head? Don't think hard. Like, when you were a young musician, a young artist, like who are you listening to? Mm -hmm. First five influences. Now, maybe one of them will be someone that came a little later. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I want early days. For me, John Denver, Aretha Franklin, Streisand, Stevie mm -hmm. Wonder, Bee Gees, 
mm-hmm. Prince. Like those were those were like age five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. In the other room for my brothers, I heard ACDC, Pink Floyd, the Beatles. They used to tell me the Beatles are better than the Bee Gees. I'm like, the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if I listen to myself as an artist, like I'm, I, I stopped pursuing being the artist in front, right? So I didn't take the whole journey that I'm helping artists on. However, I am as a human. Like I still, you know, have my brand as a coach. I have, um, I am an artist as a person. Mm-hmm. But if I look at like songwriting for other people, I'm always going to write for them. But if I'm writing music, I can hear those influences in what I love about music and in what I put to music. Um, gospel, soul. Like I'm not a gospel singer. I'm not an R&B singer. I was in my 20s. I'm not an R&B singer. In my mm-hmm. 20s, I was. But I'm soulful. And I love gospel. I love call and response. I love um, gospel background vocal parts. Like you will hear elements of that in my songwriting or my co-writing or my producing. Um, storytelling. John Denver, a later influence, one of my favorite songwriters is Patty Griffin. Mm-hmm. I hear that Americana quality. I write with some artists who are more Americana. I write, if I'm writing stuff for me, I'll get that. Let's call it the Streisand Americana, like that kind of stuff in there where maybe there's more soaring vocals or the storytelling is a little more intimate. Um, yeah. So I could say like that wheelhouse, you know, right. beautiful heartache, you know, Supremes, Aretha Franklin, the story of beautiful heartache, like that's in what I do. So I can see my influences in my music and mm-hmm. I can be very specific about parts that are there that I, that are like, these are the elements that are part of what I do. Right. So, um, okay, love. Yeah. You okay. Little nightmare. Aww. Sorry. She's having a nightmare. <laughs> oh, poor thing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, so if you look at just those first five influences mm-hmm. and you start to investigate, let's just say, for example, what are three adjectives that describe each of the artists that you love? How would you describe them just with three adjectives? Mm-hmm. And then, then, then take a look at that list and be like, Ooh, which parts of these are like, I'm, I totally am those things. And which yeah. ones are like, I haven't stepped into the power of that yet. And that's what I love about them. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to bring out in myself. Mm. Oh yeah. That's a great discovery. We admire the things that we love in people that we want to be, that we are, you already are, you have them in you. Mm-hmm. But you're admiring the thing that you want to live in more. So bring, if, if you see an artist that's like, oh my gosh, they're so like uninhibited. Are you uninhibited? Start being, step into it. Be boldly uninhibited, like lean into that more. Mm-hmm. There's someone else that you find like, oh, they're so like, I just love their melodies and da, da, da. Oh, okay. How can I bring those into my work? I'm, I'm actually... I'm following these TikTok trends, but those are the melodies I love. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they do ballads. When's the last time you wrote a ballad? Right? Like whatever those things are that you love in them, start embodying them. Yeah. Absolutely. And then see where that road takes you. Yeah. Man, what a, th- it's such an important practice. And, I, you know, I don't know if you experience this a lot, but a, a lot that I see in my own coaching practice is that reluctance to step out of your comfort zone because so many singers come in really, really, um, set on what it is that they want to get out of the coaching, you know, whether it's just expanding their range or, you know, they, 
want to be able to do uh, this or that, but they, they come in kind of knowing what their strengths are and just mm -hmm. wanting to heavily stay in that comfortable place. And I find that, um, you know, the more I ask singers to step out of their comfort zone, try different genres, try emulating different sounds, just purely to discover mm. that dimension of their voice. It's really hard to do. It's mm. really hard to commit to that process of discovery because yeah, it does. It takes you it to time. some weird, weird places yeah. and can be very, yeah. very uncomfortable. And it feels you, I, I would imagine sometimes feels like, what is the point of this? You know, why am, why am I, wasting my time doing this, sure. you know, how do you help your artists overcome their reluctance to the process at all? Or, or, you know, how do you explain the return on investment? Investment. So I think, um, the first thing is like, if I have a conversation or someone goes to my website or, you know, you're going to take that first class blueprint with me. The first thing is, is that I think that artists come to work with me who see where I'm coming from and they're like ready for that or they're aligned with that. And, you know, yeah. I definitely had people start, take a first class with me or have a call and be like, nope, not for me. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I'm, I'm about vulnerability and authenticity. And if, if you don't want to go there, <laughs> I'm not the coach for you. Um, if you want to just learn like how to stylize and like throw some runs on it, like, yes, I can do that, but that's not what we're going to be doing. Right. Like those runs are going to come from you from an emotional uh, place. And I'm going to show you ways to learn runs. Right. But, um, so the first thing is like, I do always ask, like, what are your goals? Like, I mm -hmm. want to know what you want to accomplish. Cause I'm going to help you accomplish that. And then I'm going to help you accomplish more Yeah, because I'm going to help you accomplish things you didn't even know you could do. Mm -hmm. Um, the reluctancy part, I think, I mean, for me, a lot of it has to do with keeping it really fun. Like making sure that like, we're in a place where you feel like you're winning a lot. Um, and that it's fun. Like, I don't want you to do any tasks that like, oh, this just feels like this isn't enjoyable. Okay. Either. How can we make it enjoyable? What's the resistance? Where's the fear? I have one exercise I do. I get people stomping and mm -hmm. sometimes people will be like, this is embarrassing. And I'm like, <laughs> if literally, like, if I just say stomping around the room is going to help you get everything you want out of your voice, why is that embarrassing? First of all, and who cares? Like, right. look how easy it is to get what you want, you know? And then they're yeah. like, oh yeah, right. Like you're not hurting anyone. You're not being humiliated. Like, like, what are you embarrassed about? Like, and if this is a solution, what an easy solution. Yeah. Right. So, mm -hmm. and, and I do, I have some fun, silly games that we're going to play to get comfortable playing, to get comfortable exploring, you know, the words right and wrong don't happen in my studio, the explore and play try, feel, you know, this is what we're doing because there's no wrong in that. Mm -hmm. There's, there's what feels good. Let's do more of that. What you enjoy. Let's do more of that. Oh, resistance. Let's look at why. And if the resistance is fear, can we break through it so you can get to the other side? Um, like just as an example, there's, this is a good question to ask. Like an artist had a music video and they, they said to me, like, I don't want to release the video. As I said, this happens a lot. <laughs> so I don't want to release the video. And I asked them, I was like, here's the way to, to discern this. Does the video represent who you are? Mm -hmm. Is it under the umbrella of like who you are? Maybe you don't love the production. It could have been a higher value, you know, but if it matches who you are, put it out, move on. Next one, different budget. Um, because that means you're just resisting because it, it does speak to who you are. 
if the video concept and idea really is like, no, it's super frou-frou, it's saying something I wouldn't want to say, it's giving me a message, then you know you're not, it's not your ego and it's not just fear. It's, oh no, this is not the message I want to put out in the world. You need to change it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if we got to that place, let me give you some tools that will help you not get to the place that you created something that doesn't match who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and the ability to communicate that that's so important. So I think that we have to check our resistance. Like, is this my fear, my ego, which is also like normal, like, oh, I'm just scared of putting it out normal, you know? Oh my gosh, will people like it? Normal, still putting it out. Or yeah, no, this is not it. I gotta, we gotta make some adjustments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Man, we have so much good stuff that's gonna come from you at the summit. There's so much. I wish we could talk about all of it right now, but we gotta save some of the goodness for the summit and our attendees. Um, and I don't think I told you this when you jumped on, but we have 1,500 people registered already Yay! for it. So. That's amazing. Oh man, it's shaping up to be just incredible. So um, more to come from you on that. So I hope everybody listening uh, registers because we are so blessed to have a powerhouse coach like Wendy Parr on board with us. And um, I know you have a lot more to talk about. But as we kind of bring things home, first of all, I want to make sure that I put your uh, links into the comments so that everybody can go Thank and check you. out your website and your social media platforms. And um, I just want to, you know, acknowledge you and the work that you are putting out into the singing community. It's so important. You obviously are very heart centered in what you do with your singers and there's Definitely. nothing more important than that. And um not only that, you're, you're a parent now, which I know changes everything. everything. And you are just, you're a phenomenal entrepreneur. You're just, to me, you are total badass all around. Oh, thank you. I, That's so kind of you. I admire you so much. Yeah, it's um, very kind. It makes me want to ask my final question. What makes you unstoppable? Oh. <sighs> I think my belief that life is meant to be really beautiful and that this world could be utopia. Like I have a utopian outlook on life mm -hmm. that we're really here to help each other and live in an incredible world. And, you know, these are some of the questions I have for God where I'm like, why does this even exist? Mm -hmm. But I think that, that, you know, I have a sadness sometimes for the way things are. But a really strong belief that like we're all meant to live incredibly joyful lives that are full of what feel like miracles, you know, when you're like, oh my gosh, can you believe that happened? And then this person showed up and it was just what it's the person I needed. Like, I think that's supposed to happen all the time. Yeah. You know, when we again are when we're aligned, when we're centered in who we are, when we what does that mean, centered in who we are? But like <laughs> when we're listening to ourselves and not mm -hmm. not lost in the noise. Mm -hmm. when I, when you have a clear vision and you know what you're, you want, then the people who show up, you recognize that, oh, these are people that um, could help me to get what I want, or I could help them get what they want. Like, I really think that we're meant to be living that way. So I think that my utopian belief system or outlook on the world, I think that that's the unstoppable part, like mm -hmm. obstacle getting over it. 
you know, I might cry along the way. I might get mad <laughs> along the way and frustrated and, you know, but I, it won't stop me. Mm -hmm. It's Aww. not going to stop me from making a better world. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I know that you, you bring that into your that. coaching practice too. Yeah, of course. You brought tears to my eyes. Oh, you brought them to my eyes too. Yeah. Woo. So great. I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, <laughs> so is there anything um, other than the links in the comments that I've left anywhere in particular you'd like our listeners to go and check out your work? Uh, well, primarily wendypar.com and my Instagram has all these wonderful tips. If you sign up for my mailing list, you'll get uh, the par paper, which is creative tips and stories and that I tell that's in my blog. Um, and then of course, if you click any of the links, like if you take the, the free offer that's on my website, it's going to take you over where my courses are. So you can see more about the courses. Um, I have a, the par pack, which is a Facebook group where we do events. Uh, I don't think we're as active as you are yet, but it's really, again, I, I love bringing people together connecting people to one another and, and we're doing events to help like that vocal technique, songwriting, just hangs where people get to meet each other. Mm -hmm. Um, so most of it, like it all hubs off of my website. Cool. That's great. Okay. Go check out Wendy's website. Thanks so much for joining us. If you love this conversation as much as I did and would like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with The Unstoppable Singer and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Unstoppable Singer. And while you're there, please share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at Unstoppable Singer. Once again, I'm Danielle Tucker, a professional singer and vocal coach. I've spent the last 25 years crafting a successful career for myself in the music industry and showing other aspiring singers how to do the same. The world needs your voice now more than ever. So get out there and create an unstoppable career. Thanks so much for joining us.